Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Welcome, folks, to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and I am not live right now. I'm actually uh, going to pre-record this show. I've tried recording it a couple of times before last Wednesday and had all kinds of technical issues, but we have them. We have them solved. And today we're going to be talking about all these hurricanes that are out there and. You know, what are we going to do with all the stone flooring, tile flooring that gets ruined and flooded by them? But before we get to that, I want to make one announcement, and that is those of you that have been following my posts on Facebook and some of the other social media sites, I have scheduled my next stone and tile inspection and troubleshooting class for Las Vegas on February 7th through February 10th of 2022, and that's coming up real quick here. If you want to find out more information about that class, it's going to be held the week after the Stone Show out there. Now, normally I hold it during the week, uh, or actually I should say during the uh, Stone Show, but I had a lot of people request uh, that I hold it either before or after, and the consensus is that they want it to be held after. So it's going to be right after that. It'll run Monday through Thursday. Uh, it's a great seminar. If you guys need references or want to uh, contact some of the past students, uh, just simply drop me an email and I'll send you some information on that. And my email is fhuston at gmail.com. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to keep this class relatively small due to this COVID thing. We actually ran one back in January during the midst of COVID, and uh, we did really well. We only had four students which was kind of nice because we could spread them out and no one got sick. So uh, hopefully this will, will do the same thing. We'll keep the class relatively small, probably four to six people. Now I have people calling up and uh, getting ready to sign up. So if you want to get in on this class, I would highly recommend that you either drop me an email or give me a call. My cell phone number is 321-514-6845. That's 321 321- Five one four six eight four five. Now, you know, I live in Florida, as you guys know. Currently, I'm in Washington State doing this broadcast, but our state is uh, always got these hurricanes happening year after year after year, and this year is no exception. Uh, the Panhandle got hit by Ida, but so did Louisiana and parts of Mississippi. And now, as of this broadcast, Nicholas is hitting uh, Texas, and uh, apparently there's some high winds and uh, water through Louisiana and Mississippi as well, and who knows what the rest of the hurricane season is going to bring. Well, with that, we know we're going to have issues. For those of you that have stone and tile flooring, and you're going to get flooded, and it's going to be an issue. And the question you're going to have, can it be repaired? Can it be cleaned up? Will the stone and tile be okay? Or is it something I need to replace? 
And you would think that's a simple question, but it's not so simple. And here's why. And I run into this after every inspection I do due to hurricanes. And that is, if it looks good, the insurance adjusters and the insurance company will write it off and say, hey, it's, it's fine. Just need to clean it up a little bit. If it's a stone floor, maybe repolish it and you'll be A-OK. And that is not the case. And that's what we're going to discuss here, especially with certain types of stone. And I'll discuss some of the things that are going to that can happen, not necessarily immediately after the, the flood, but usually weeks to months, sometimes years after the flood occurs. Some of these things we're going to be talking about can occur. So you may want to listen very, very carefully. Now, when we're dealing with flooding from a natural disaster like a hurricane, it differs a little bit than, say, your water heater breaking or your sink overflowing, dishwasher hose coming off because we're dealing with contaminated water. You know, the water coming in through a flood is coming from either rivers, streams, lakes, and with that, sometimes sewage is mixed with it. So you end up with all kinds of organic materials. So you can end up with more issues of mold, mildew, and things of that nature, which we'll talk about uh, in a second. But I want to talk about some of the issues that occur. And as I said in the beginning, some of these issues occur after the floor is dry. And the first one being, it's a condition known as efflorescence. Efflorescence occurs when water enters a substrate. It dissolves the setting material, or I shouldn't say dissolve it because it really doesn't take it away, but it will, but it will take away some of the salts in the setting material. If it's a slab on grade, they'll take care of, take some of those salts as well. And they come to the surface as the stone is drying and they deposit on the surface as a white powder or brown powder. I've seen it even as a yellow or a reddish brown powder. And not only will that occur on stone, which is generally porous, but it'll also occur on ceramic tile and porcelain tile on the grout lines. So that's something you want to look out for. When you have this efflorescence problem, you want to ask, okay, you know, my floor is dry. It's been dry for a couple of months now, and now I have this white powder showing up. What do I do? What you don't want to do is you don't want to put a sealer on it, tell you how many times I've seen installers, janitorial companies, or even homeowners just go ahead and go out to the Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever and, and try to seal those salts, and that's the wrong thing. Because what can happen if you seal all that salt within that stone, it'll start expanding within the pores of the stone, and you'll end up with a condition known as spalling, which is the stone starts to pit, and in worst cases, it'll actually, it'll actually flake. So you don't want to do that. What you want to do is go to one of those home stores, like I said, the Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or even go on Amazon and pick yourself up a moisture meter. Uh, you can buy a really good moisture meter. You don't need one. Uh, just a very inexpensive moisture meter you can get for under $100 and check the floor for moisture. If it's moist, if it's wet, you don't want to seal it. You don't want to wet it with water. You want to buff it off dry. Once the floor is dry, and only when it's dry do you want to seal it if, you, in fact, you do want to seal it. Now, I, I obviously did a show oh, a couple of weeks ago on why not to seal stone in an outdoor environment, but we're talking indoors, which is a whole, whole different category. So when it comes to efflorescence, buff it dry. Do not wet it. If, if you have to mop it, you want to use a really tight rung mop. You don't want to flood the floor again because that will only – it will re- uh, re-emulsify the salts within the setting bed and the slab, causing more efflorescence. Now, you will find the efflorescence will probably get worse 
as the floor starts to dry. Initially, you know, when it looks like it's dry, but it's really not dry, you won't see it. It's when the floor truly starts drying is when you'll see a lot of this efflorescence issues. Now, that's generally not a problem. It is a problem is what happens when those salts do not quite come to the surface of the stone and they deposit within the pores of the stone. Well, what can happen there is a condition known as subfluorescence. And what happens with subfluorescence is the salts deposit within the pores of the stone. They start to grow, and when they grow, they cause pressure within the pores, and that's when you end up with spalling and, and, and pitting, flaking, et cetera, of the, of the stone surface. And that can be a problem, very difficult to correct. In that case, you may want to consider a replacement of that particular soil. What else can you get? You can get what is known as lime putty. And what lime putty is is a mineral crust that develops. And that's usually a very hard mineral crust, I mean, a very difficult to scrape off. Uh, it'll usually grow out of grout lines. And that usually comes from the mortar. And that comes from the mortar that usually has a lot, high lime contact content. I'm sorry. Um, I usually don't see that too often in the interiors. I see it a lot on slight steps and exterior on materials where some of the mortars are very high in lime. And you end up getting that mineral crust. Uh, if you do get that or you get a rare occasion where that does occur inside, the only way it's going to disappear is to eliminate the moisture. So, again, if it's flooded, again, dry it out. Let it dry out really, really good. Now, this next issue is an issue, but it's really not an issue. And let me explain. And I get this all the time from insurance companies and insurance claims where Let's say your floor gets flooded, and I don't care whether you're dealing with natural stone or, or, or tile, ceramic tile or porcelain. It really doesn't matter. But I always get the call from the insurance company that says, this floor flooded, we're covering the loss, but we need to know whether it can be restored or replaced because the customer is complaining that their floor is now hollow. And every time I get this call, I always laugh because hollow sounds are not caused by a floor flooding. They were hollow to begin with, and the customer is just using that as an excuse to have their floor replaced. And it's very simple. And again, I did another show on this. You may want to go back into the archives and, and take a listen to the show where I explain about how setting materials actually bond. And they're primarily Portland cement. And Portland cement is what we call a hydraulic, which means it will cure underwater. You can actually take some concrete. You can mix it up, you can place it underwater, and it'll cure. So water actually causes it to be harder and harder. So once that bond is formed on the bottom of, uh, of that tile, it, it's not water is not going to break it apart, of course, unless you go in there with a pressure washer somehow, but you're generally not going to get that type of pressure in the flood. So if you run across a, a complaint that the tiles sound hollow, case, uh, it's not, not caused by the flooding, it was hollow to, hollow to begin with. Um, what can happen, especially on a wood substrate, is you can get warping that will occur. In other words, you get the flood occurs, the, the underside, which is wood, will begin to warp. And when that happens, it can actually lift the stone. We can get a condition called tenting. As the wood dries out, it will shrink, uh, and you end up with all kinds of problems on the interior, uh, on the substrate itself, uh, which can cause a problem with this with the stone or tile. In that case, you're probably looking at not only replacement of the of the stone and tile, you're also looking at replacement of the subfloor itself and sometimes even even worse than that. 
This next issue is an issue I run into constantly with flooding, whether it's from a hurricane or whether it's that sink that overflowed, dishwasher hose that busted. And that is a lot of times on these light-colored marbles, especially the white Carrara marbles, Thassos white, things of that nature, you'll get a condition called iron oxidation. That's where the stone starts to turn a slight yellow. If you let it go long enough, it'll go from yellow to a brownish color to a deep red color. And what's happening there is that the naturally occurring iron within the stone is beginning to oxidize. In other words, it's beginning to rust. And if that's the case, it's rare that you can remove that iron because in order to remove that iron, you have to remove the stone. So in that case, 99% of the time, I usually recommend a replacement. Now, the problem is that doesn't always occur right away. So again, floor floods, you dry it out, everything's repaired, everything looks good. Maybe you have it, somebody come in and repolish it, and maybe a month down the road or three months or even a year or so down the road, you start noticing this yellow haze or these yellow spots starting to form. That's because sometimes it takes time for that stone to oxidize. So uh, what my advice there is, is don't write off that insurance claim yet until you know about that. Now, I've written several articles on this, and I'd be more than happy to send anybody an article for free that wants a copy of this article. And just send me an email, F-Houston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com, and I'd be more than happy to email you that article. That article is also on my blog site. Uh, if you go to my website, Stone Forensics, and go to the blog, you'll see that article there as well. But if you want to email, I'd be more than happy uh, to email that to you. The next issue is obviously mold, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll talk about mold and mildew and why it's one of my pet peeves when it comes to some of these issues. So we'll be right back after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F SkinProtection.com to learn more. Alrighty, folks, we're talking about uh, damage to stone and tile flooring, whether um, it needs to be, can be fixed or it can, can be uh, uh, repaired or doesn't need to be replaced when it comes to some of these issues we have with the hurricanes, especially the hurricanes that you guys are getting in the, in the southern states right now. Well, actually, up, also up in uh, not only the southern states, but also up in the New England Northeast area as well. There's a lot of flooding going on up there as well. Uh, anyway, uh, we've talked about it several things. Let's talk about mold and mildew, which can occur. And again, sometimes mold and mildew uh, will occur months after the fact. You won't know what's happening until it, it's too late. So you don't want to write off your insurance policy or, or that claim, I should say, you know, right off, right off the bat. Now, in order to understand how these how mold and mildew grows, you need three things. You need oxygen, which obviously we have in the air. You need a food source, 
and that food source is generally going to be an organic organic material of some kind, and that's going to be, you know, if it's wood, it's going to have an organic material depending on the setting material. Or in the case of a flood due to a hurricane, you have contaminated water, which contains a lot of organic matter as well. And the third thing you're going to need is moisture, which obviously you have there uh, if the floor has been flooded. So um, it, I could get on my high horse about the different types of mold out there. There are there are literally thousands and thousands of type of mold. Most of them are harmless, but there are some molds that, that can be a real, real problem. And there are mold kits. You know, you can go to your Home Depot or your Lowe's and buy a, a mold test kit, and you basically just – you know, follow the directions, you send it out to a lab, and they'll tell you what type of mold you have in there. But generally, when you have a mold issue uh, due to flooding, you're looking at full replacement. So I know a lot of these things I talked about are not good news when it comes to these type of things. But, you know, you got to remember when you're you're getting flooded uh, and it's contaminated water, I mean, you're not only replacing the floor, you're probably replacing your drywall your furniture and who knows who knows what else the best advice i can have for anybody out there if you run into this problem is to have an inspector come in someone like me uh to come in and do an evaluation perform some tests on that on that particular floor and write a report that goes to the insurance company and insurance like i said i work for a lot of insurance companies and i get called on on these issues all the time because you know quite honestly an insurance company does not want to replace your floor if they don't have to. They want to repair it. And I know you guys out there in the restoration business are, you know, hey, let me go in there and try to polish it and try to repair it. And if you don't have the underlying cause, if there's an issue there, you go in and you grind it, you hone it, you polish it or whatever, or even worse yet, you seal it. Uh, you get your check. You're happy. But, you know, a month down the road, three months down the road, all these problems start to develop again. Uh, you could get blamed, and I've been in several lawsuits where that where that is an issue. So uh, you want to make sure that you know what you're doing and inspect it thoroughly. Uh, if you don't know how to inspect it, call in a, an inspector, as I said, someone like me, or uh, become an inspector and take my class that I'll be offering, which I'll talk about here in a minute. So uh, in conclusion, we've got several things that can happen during a, a, a flood with contaminated water from a hurricane or whatever. You have efflorescence. You have subfluorescence, you have mineral crust, hollow sounds, which we already talked about, are not the result of flooding. Uh, you have warping, you can have yellowing or iron oxidation, and you can have mold and mildew. Uh, cracking is one issue I haven't really discussed here, uh, but can the floors crack? And the answer is a little complicated because it depends on the type of crack and why it's cracking. You know, if it's cracking due to uh, thermal expansion and contraction, uh, that can occur with wood substances, you know, with wood substrates, with, you know, uh, no perimeter joints put in the floor. So it becomes a very complicated, uh, very, very complicated subject. And I think I have done a, a, an entire show on, on the types of crack. If not, go back in the archives and look, and uh, I'll look as well. And if I haven't done one, I'll, I'll definitely, definitely do one. So, folks, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, again, if you have any questions, you'd like a copy of that article, send me an email, fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. So, folks, until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? 
ESP sells many lines of fine quality environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. <laughs> 